One, two, three. Do it. Oh, Case on a deep drop. Steps up in the pocket. He'll fire to the right side. Caught by Diggs. Stay up. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Welcome back in. Welcome, welcome to another edition of the Scolders Podcast, the holiday edition of the Scolders Podcast. I'm your host, Ed Brownmarkle. With me, as always, Mike Anderson. How you doing tonight, Mike? Uh, not too bad. Not uh, too bad. Better than the uh, last time we talked. Well, yeah, a little bit better. Had some time to soak in a little bit on, uh, on what went down in Soldier Field. And, uh, you know, we got got a big game ahead of us here, another divisional matchup, Sunday Night Football against... Uh, the Green Bay Packers, but uh, before we get to that, that we touch on a couple things that have developed over the last couple days. First and foremost, Kansas City versus the Los Angeles Rams. Mike, I'm assuming you caught this one. Uh, I did. I think I caught the entire game, and you know, as all of you have probably read and and watched, hopefully, it was one of the best games I've seen from an entertainment standpoint. Um, Certainly, you can make the argument defense versus offense, and and there was a little bit of both in this game. Uh, you know, not not your hardcore defensive football game by any means. A lot more offensive firepower, um, but certainly the stars came to shine on the defensive side of the ball as well. So, uh, a lot of fun to watch. A lot of weapons. Um, you know, I, I sent out a message uh, on Twitter there last night watching that game, and and basically just said. It's starting to look pretty difficult to not see the Chiefs coming out of the AFC. Right. You know, um, you know, you touched on a lot of offense going on in that game. Third highest scoring game in the the NFL. Uh, highest scoring Monday night game ever. First game to have both teams score fifty points. Um, but you mentioned it a little bit. The defenses. Yeah, not a great showing for either one of those defenses. But you looked at the Rams. They forced. Um, essentially, uh, two touchdowns uh, out of the turnovers. I think a third one came because uh, it was in short yardage, if I believe uh, correctly here. So there was some critical defense um, defensive play from both teams on here. So it's not like you didn't see an impact from those guys. The guys you think that would have an impact had an impact. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, the star power came out. Um... You know, Todd Gurley, it's kind of funny. Gurley, one of the bigger names, actually was one of the quietest stars, if you will, um, from that game. So uh, <laughs> it, it you saw all the stars shine, and it, it was cool. It was the first Monday Night Football game in L.A., I think, in like 33 years. And, I, you know, it shouldn't have been played there. Uh, it was supposed to be in Mexico City, but, you know, they wow. obviously had some field issues and, and – um, what a game that would have been if Mexico would have not had their field issues for, yeah. for that yeah. venue. My God. Right. Um, in case you're wondering, due to the, how the scheduling is done, this matchup won't happen again in the regular season for another four years. So by that time, I would expect these teams to cool down a little bit on the offense. I don't think anyone can stay this high-powered for this long. Um, but, man, just, just what a show. And you know what? To be honest with you, the Vikings will make it to the Super Bowl. I'm all for another matchup like this in the Super Bowl. I think this would be an extremely fun game to have as Super Bowl 53. 
Yeah, uh, I mean, I couldn't agree with you. I think Mahomes for me right now is the MVP of the league and, you know, definitely the most electric, exciting player to watch. Um, so, I mean, anytime a game's on with, with him there, you know, I'm certainly going to turn tune in. And while I think the Rams are, are definitely a very good football team, uh, I obviously like a couple other teams in the NFC right now. I, I think it's hard to count the Saints uh, not as the best team. And, you know, we still got a little bit of time to go in the NFC. I think the Bears defense is looking good. The Vikings, I'm, you know, I think we're all hoping they're going to bounce back here. And, and there's quite a ways to go. And I think the NFC is a little bit murkier. Um, but, but certainly the Rams are a very good football team. And uh, yeah, I won't be shocked either if, if come February, you know, this is a, a rematch for down in Atlanta for the Super Bowl. Sure, you touched on Mahomes a little bit here. And uh, here's what I've been saying all day today. Mahomes is so good. He had seven passing TDs to five different players on two different teams, Mike. <laughs> That's how good he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how that. <laughs> yeah, it was um, just, just a performance there. And at the end, it was still, it was even close at the end. Um, just just a nutso game. If you haven't seen it, the highlight reel will take you about 15 minutes to watch. Because this, this show was just a gunslinging effort. It was, it was, it was a sweet game to watch um but enough about that let's move on to the next little topic here before we get into the vikings um wanted to mention this one alex smith obviously suffering a horrible leg injury um very similar to the one that joe joe theisman suffered i'll bring this up because there's some weird coincidences here all right it was 33 years to the day that it happened it happened with the same score in the game 23 to 21 it happened on the same leg the same injury both were injured in the third sack of the game. It happened on the same yard line. Both were tackled by the, the 3X Defensive Player of the Year. Romeo Crennel was on the sideline for both of these. Okay. And uh, uh, Washington's only retired number? Number 33. Weird. It's a lot of weird coincidences there. You know what? I, I don't want to say it, but is it Aliens? I, yeah, I mean that's a weird one. Um, yeah, wow. Just just a crazy thing they give him is that big contract after trading for him. Um, hopefully it all works out for him. You know, you never want to see a guy like that go down. Um, so, so I think that just opens up that NFC East just even more for you know even the Giants at this point could make a run if they start yeah. to get hot and start to start to win out some of these games. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, Colt McCoy, I think, is the the next in line starter. They also signed Mark Sanchez. Both of those players, I wasn't even sure were in the NFL, much less alive. And apparently, they're going to be, you know, possibly logging minutes for the Redskins the rest of the year. So, uh, I can't imagine that that's necessarily going to go well. Um, but we'll see. You yep. know, uh, you certainly wish Alex Smith the best of luck. Uh, sounds like surgery was successful, uh, but it was. I think they they classified it as an emergency surgery. So I mean, it was a it was a serious injury. There's well, no doubt about that. And and you know, we wish him the best of luck, and and hopefully he gets back out. You know, I don't know if next year is a, is a feasible timeline, or if it's this, or if it's one of the things where it'll be you know mid season or or the following year. I'm not really sure, and I'm sure time will tell on that 
you know, I, I, I couldn't even tell you the recovery period on it, but just being that it's so late in the season, I, I think it definitely puts the beginning of the season in jeopardy because you're not going to be able to start rehabbing this for a fair amount of time. Right, right. So, yeah, who, who knows what's going to happen with him long term. Um, but like I said, wish him best in his recovery and... Uh, you know, we'll just see kind of how this whole thing shakes out now with with that kind of shakeup in the NFC East. Yep. Um, last bit here. Apparently, Mitchell Trubisky hurt his shoulder when uh, Harrison Smith did the uh, the semi late hit on him. Right. Thoughts. Well, I, I mean, I've seen conspiracy theories from uh, certain Vikings people and and around the league saying that it's just because the Bears are trying to get Harrison Smith suspended for a game. Uh, you know, I, I don't think that hit was vicious enough. So, um, I don't know. I guess if he's, you know, you never want a guy to get hurt, but, uh, I think Harrison was fine. You know, we'll probably be fined. He was flagged. Right. Um, but, but certainly not a very malicious hit. So I, I can't envision a suspension or anything. Right. Um, but you know, I, I don't, I, it can't be that serious. I mean, he finished out the game. Right. To me, I, I look at it, it was like, okay. Especially because some people on the Twitter sphere were comparing um, Harrison Smith to Vontez Perfect, and I'm sorry, that is not even in the same league. Yes, Harrison Smith has a tendency to be more violent when he's hitting, and I think that's what you see here. Is you see um, Mitch Trubisky getting loose on some of these runs, and maybe a little bit of frustration, maybe a little bit more juice on it than he should have had. Maybe you probably could have let up a little bit more than you did, but I, I think it's just making sure that he was down. And, you know, yeah, it was a legitimate late hit. It was a legitimate, probably worthy of a, a penalty and a, a fine, but it's, I don't think it's super malicious, like you said. No, I, I think it was a little bit of frustration. We kind of touched on that in the the review podcast. You know, I think there was some frustration at that point in the game, and, and uh, sometimes the emotions get the better of players, and, and it does happen. Um, obviously, if it turns into something that's happening time and time again, uh, that becomes a bigger issue. Right. And, and the league needs to step in at that point. But I, I think you're right. Flagged uh, flagged and fined, and let's move on to the next game. Absolutely. Um, so talking about the next game here, the Packers come in on Sunday Night Football to historic U.S. Bank Stadium. Um, big game for the Vikings, big game to get right, hopefully turn around the season. Um We'll talk a little bit more about the, well, the Thursday night slide here. That's it's going to come up here. But what do the Vikings need to do on defense to, to be able to to continue this this last little stretch of of good play on the defense? Uh, I mean, so big thing from a defensive standpoint is uh, Green Bay has a new toy that they did not have week two. Um, that being Aaron Jones, some someone that uh, I believe we're familiar with, maybe a game or two the previous year, but. Uh, Jones has looked fantastic in, in recent weeks. Um, statistically, he's awesome. Uh, I think I saw, I think I got it right here for you. Um, you know, he's got five, th- 534 and five TDs on the ground. And, you know, that's in eight games. So, you know, that's a 1,100 yard, 10 touchdown season uh, pace. He's averaged 6.4 yards a carry. He's also got 16 catches for 141 and another score. Um, so a very versatile player. I watched the Green Bay game last week uh, against Seattle, and he had a hell of a first half. Uh, he looked Kamara-esque, and 
And I know a lot of people, if you didn't watch that game, might think, you know, that's that's quite the statement. But go back and watch that first half. I mean, he, he looked electric. He looked like that kind of a player, a girly uh, Kamara, you know, those guys that can do it all. And um, I definitely think they've got a weapon for the future. So that's something we need to keep an eye on. And then, uh, you know, obviously there, there's, you know, Aaron Rodgers, uh, someone we're really familiar with. He's a lot healthier than when we played them, um, you know, previously or a lot healthier than earlier in the season. And, you know, he's mobile again. That's always been a problem. We saw an issue with Trubisky last week. Mobile quarterbacks have posed problems for us in the past. So um, just everything that comes along with that mobility. And then, obviously, you've got that added element of knowing that this is kind of a season-on-the-line type of game, uh, in my opinion, probably for both teams, but certainly for Green Bay. Um, Another loss here, I believe, would be their seventh along with a tie. And I just don't know that I envision them uh, coming out of that. So really, uh, my keys defensively are going to really be to focus in on Aaron Jones and then and to just make sure Rodgers doesn't, you know, have one of his all-time great games, um, try to mix it up a little bit and get a little bit of pressure, get him frustrated. Uh, we've, we've been over that many times over the last few years. Now, how much does uh, the kind of friction we've seen – Apparently, the media is blowing up a bit between uh, Mike McCarthy and uh, Aaron Rodgers. How much does that factor into this? Well, I mean, I think it's a big factor. Um, you know, internally, there there seems like something's wrong. Um, it's 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 not a fine tuned machine right now. It's 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 like you know when you drive your car every day and you, you hear a clicking noise or you hear something uh, and you know you've got to fix it and you just don't have the money right now, so you got to fix it at the end of the year. Um, that's kind of the situation that they're in right now. But at the same time, if the car can get you from point A to point B, sometimes you got to go with it and, and, you know, we'll, we'll see how long this, this ride lasts, I guess. Uh, I, I think that unfortunately for the Vikings, um, having the Vikings this week, uh, being one of, you know, their biggest opponents over the last couple of years, they're probably looking at this as sort of a rallying cry game where they're all going to try to come together. And, and I think you're really going to see a motivated green Bay team coming out on Sunday night. And I won't be shocked if we get a really uh, strong football game out of them. And, you know, that rift is just kind of something that's in the media and being talked about. Uh, but I don't think it's necessarily going to have a direct correlation to the outcome of the football game. Um, I, I think this is something green Bay will deal with postseason. And right now, it's it's just a distraction that isn't really going to go away until it's dealt with. Sure. Um, does does it factor in at all that they're kind of a uh, depleted a little bit in the wide receiver corps with with injuries and, and whatnot? Yeah, I mean, this is a banged up football team. Not necessarily, not even just you know at the wide receiver. They got injuries all over the board. Um, you know, they they lost Mike Daniels was out for a couple weeks. Uh, obviously one of the better defensive ends in the, in the game of football. Um, so that, that's a huge loss for them, you know, uh, other than Aaron Rodgers, I would say, uh, possibly the most valuable player on that football team. So uh, that's a huge advantage for the Vikings to not have him in. Obviously we've said time and time again, we never want guys to get hurt. We want to play against the best lineups every, uh, every week. But at this point in the season, a lot of teams are really banged up, and Green Bay is one of them. Uh, Jimmy Graham, I believe, broke his thumb. Sounds like he's going to try to play through that. 
but obviously he's going to be limited a little bit there. Mm-hmm. And they've got they got a bunch of guys injured. You you mentioned it. Geronimo Allison's on IR. Um, you know, Randall Cobb's been banged up. You know, I, I'm not sure if he's going to play this week. I don't think uh, he played last week, correct? He did not. He did not. Um, and then, you know, like I said, their defensive backs are, are really banged up. So this is a team that is reeling. It's a team that has distractions. It's a team that hasn't run a, won a road game this year. Uh, everything points to Minnesota, if they play a clean game, winning this football game. But we also know what number 12 is capable of over there and how he can put a team on his shoulders. And right now, I mean, this is it. You know, they they have to basically go on a, a run here and I would say win five of six to give themselves a chance. And I, it, that might not even be good enough, you know, um, depending on how everything else shakes out. So we'll see. But, yeah, I certainly injuries um, – are an issue for them much more so than the Vikings getting back to your original question. You know? Sure. Um, so, so you touched on a little bit, Mike Daniels is out. So uh, flip over to uh, the offensive keys for the Vikings here. Um, how do we take advantage of some of those, those things? Mike Daniels not being there. Um, what do we got to do to win this game? We, I mean, we, you got to quit turning the ball over. Um, we've seen in a lot of our losses, just crucial turnovers, not only by Cousins, but, you know, Adam Thielen having a, a big fumble turnover in the red zone against the Saints. And last week, Delvin Cook having a big fumble uh, turnover, you know, around the 10-yard line in the red zone again against the Bears. Um, those things can't happen. This football team needs to stop beating itself. And we need to stay – you need to play clean. And I, I really want to see a game with no turnovers. So that means no picks for Cousins, no fumbles by anyone – uh, you know, it, it just seems like we're spinning a wheel for who's due to have a big turnover. And then also you throw in one from Cousins every game. You know, right. it has to stop. It's got to stop. And that's honestly my only key. Uh, I know you might want to touch on a little bit of the play calling here. And, and maybe that is something where we try to, you know, get the run game going a little bit. I still think they're going to need to pass to run. Uh and, and they, they were really successful. Uh, Cousins had a really big game. Granted, a lot of that was late uh, in that week two tie, a game that I was at. Um, but I, I think there's going to be an opportunity for the offense to really get back on track and not turn the ball over. Um, but to me, it's all turnovers. And I know that's a, something a lot of teams talk about every week, but this has really been an issue for us. So that is the biggest key going into this game for me. Right. I think the stat was is, is Mike Zimmer's highest turnover count um, since being a head coach of the Vikings is basically what we're at right now through 10 games. Yeah. That That yeah. isn't acceptable when, when your game plan is to play strong defense and try to play sound offense. You, you can't, no, I, you can't yeah. be doing that. You can't. I mean, especially some of these places we're turning it over um, – and not there's not really a great place to turn the ball over, right? Because you know if you turn it over on the beginning of a drive, that team is basically in the red zone. And if you turn it over the other end of the field, you're directly taking points off the board from your own team because you know you're about to go in and score. So really, not a lot of cases where a turnover is okay. Um, so that is the biggest key for me. If you look into some kind of secondary keys, 
uh, I'd like to see Cousins have a good game. You know, I, I think that he's getting nailed a lot in national media and, and rightfully so about not being able to win big games in prime time, not being able to win in prime time period, um, not being able to beat teams with a winning record. Granted, Green Bay is not one of those teams, but Green Bay is still a rival for Minnesota, still a good football team. This game still means quite a bit when you look at the, the season as a whole. So I think I'd like to see cousins have a, a great performance, especially going into the next two weeks, which are also going to be really big. Um, you know, one of them prime time and the other one basically prime time. I mean, New England at a three thirty on a late yeah. Sunday slot, you know, that's going to be a, a really uh, watched game. So I think just having him get a little bit of confidence and, and maybe, you know, pull that attention away from him a little bit and, and just, I don't know. I think that right now this team is so under the radar because, you know, people are kind of writing them off. Just go out, have a solid football game and build on it, you know? And, and I think it's going to start with the turnovers and, and ultimately cousins cousins is going to be the guy that's got to get this offense going. He's got to make good decisions and, and uh, you know, throw the football accurately absolutely um you, you mentioned a little bit earlier the play calling from uh, john d Phillip and obviously the frustration from mike zimmer in the press conferences recently um with kind of how the offense has been performing um i i say you just go back to basics with this stuff you you, you kind of lighten up the playbook you, you stop doing some of this fancy stuff that that recently hasn't given you much of a boost just get back to what you guys know well. Get those crossing routes with Thielen. Just get those standard double moves with Diggs. And just let them be themselves and let Cousins be himself and, and read those guys in, in simplistic plays. I, I don't know, your thoughts on that? Just kind of just lightening it up just a little bit like we kind of did with the defense after the Rams game. I think I'm fine with that. Again, you know, without obviously being there and, and really knowing – the inner workings and our guys getting confused. What is the reason for these miscommunications? You know, because if, if these receivers are having to think about so many things and cousins and whatever, and those are the reasons where we're seeing this ball get thrown to wide open space, then yeah, I think you do need to take a step back. But um, if, if, if that's not the case and it's a focus situation, that's kind of ties back in with, with Zimmer where, what is going on? Are they not listening? Are they choosing just not to follow through? Uh, what is it? Do they not care? And hopefully they were able to figure that out this week. And, you know, depending on that answer, I think that plays into a little bit of the play calling. Obviously, Filippo was known a little bit for, for these unique offensive schemes, and, and we saw it work well against the Vikings uh, certainly last year in the playoffs. So, uh, we know it can be successful, but um, against a battered Green Bay defense, maybe you're right. Maybe you, you kind of keep it a little bit simpler, uh, try to get the run game going a little bit, get Dalvin rolling, try to get a little bit of confidence. I think I'm really looking to build confidence all over in this game. Um, there's a lot of matchups where I don't think the Vikings have the edge. Uh, so I think try to just get that confidence and really get the ball rolling is what I'm looking to do. Right. Oh, I, I'm absolutely with you there. Um, this team needs to get back in the groove. They need to have a solid game all around to try to boost themselves coming into a couple tough road games coming up. Um, it doesn't get any, any easier from here on out. 
it's 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 all divisional games and tough road games. So we we just got to play um, as sound as we can. And you know what? We'll we'll see how this thing wraps up in week seventeen. Um, any other uh, notes here before we move into some predictions, Mike? No, I don't think so. I mean, I, I'm excited. Obviously, I think all Viking fans are probably. Uh, I mean, you're hopefully over the Bears game. You get the holiday to have a little fun, hang out with the family. Uh, let's cheer for the Lions. You know, maybe they can knock the Bears down a peg. And I think everyone by Sunday night is going to be excited, going to be hungry. Uh, maybe not so much as you were going into that Bears game. But when you look at the season as a whole, there's still an opportunity here. But, uh, you know, if you can't get a if you can't get a win against a battered Green Bay team at home in prime time, uh, I mean, at that point, I think we are going to have to start having some conversations about how this is a lost season. So um, let's let's get it back going and uh, let's get rolling towards some positive things here. All right, Mike. Vikings versus Green Bay. Who you got? I'm I'm going to take the Vikings. You know, I I think. Like I said, I, I don't know with how injured Green Bay is right now. Uh, you know, I don't know that there's a ton of areas where I would say they have a distinct advantage. And so, especially at home, uh, I know these fans are hungry. It's a good rivalry. They haven't beat us here yet, I don't believe, at historic U.S. Bank. Um, so I'm going to take the Vikings to win. I don't feel comfortable right now taking this team in, in any more, you know, lopsided wins or double-digit wins. So I'm going to say that Aaron keeps it close, and uh, you know, I'm going to go 24-20 Vikings over Packers. All right, I'm also going Vikings. I think this is a perfect opportunity, like you said, um, to have a bounce-back game against a team that's kind of reeling from some injuries and almost every level of of their their team. Um, same with you, though. I think it's going to be a close game. It's going to be one of those where, like you said, Aaron Rodgers puts the team on his back and, and carries them a little bit further than they have any right to be going. Um, 27-24, Vikes. Um, so for the typical Green Bay game, we'll just call that the Detroit-Chicago game. So who you got in that one, Mike? Chicago at Detroit, the early game on Thanksgiving. Oh, man, I am going to go with... Detroit. Uh, I just think Detroit was a team that a lot of people wrote off going into last week. They probably should have lost last week, but they end up finding a way to win. And now looking at the standings, they got to be sitting there going, what the hell's going on in the North right now? If we beat Chicago, all of a sudden we're not necessarily out of it. And Chicago's just played uh basically you know 80 hours previously they're going to be a little bit more banged up they've had less time to game plan it sounds like trubisky has a little bit of a shoulder issue you know i i don't know i'm I'm just gonna say give me the lions on thanksgiving and and let's hope i mean that part of me obviously that's a little bit of uh me hoping that they win just from a viking standpoint but uh, I won't be shocked either if they can come out and keep that game close and, and win a close game, you know, on a last-second field goal. I think I'm with you there, and I think I'm with you there for two reasons. For one, it's at Detroit. For two, um, Trubisky is unlikely to play at this juncture. I think those two factors are probably going to be key in what happens here. Um, 
bottom line, you still have Matt Stafford. The Lions' O-line is not that terrible, so I don't expect Mac to have quite as bad, as much of an impact as he did against Minnesota. Um, so for those reasons, I, I think I am right there with you. I think Detroit is, is sneakily still better than a lot of people think they are. And like you said, they're not that far out from this division. If they can take this win, they even it up quite a bit. And if they just go on a little late run here, if if Trubisky's shoulder issue is more severe than anyone thinks at this point, who knows? <laughs> it's interesting to be saying this, that Detroit could potentially be contending for the division, even at, what are they, 4-6 and six right now? But, yeah, um... I, I'm with you there, man. So let's go Detroit. They got every chance in the world to do this. They just they've knocked off a couple good teams this year. Why not one more? Yeah, they beat the Patriots. They beat the Patriots. Um, all right. So, what game do you want to pick for us to choose here, Mikey? Um, I'm gonna actually go. I'm gonna go with Giants, Eagles. That uh, is that at Giants? Uh, no, at the Eagles. At, at the Eagles. In somehow a game with two teams that are only separated by one loss now. You know, um, Giants coming off a like 38 35 win over Tampa Bay last week. So uh, I think that they've won two in a row and. You know, Eagles have lost three of four. They just got dismantled by the Saints, 48-7. Uh, yeah, kind of a weird game. And like you said, with all the injuries right now that Washington has going on, I, I think the Giants might also be similar to Detroit going, hey, if we can rattle off three wins, let's see where things are shaking out. Yeah, um, so is that you picking the Giants then? Um. You know, I'm I'm not gonna do that. Uh, I just I was on their wagon early on, and I know they got a little bit of confidence going right now. But Eli has just looked not great this year. So give me Wentz at home. I think this game's gonna be ugly, but I got Philadelphia moving to five and six. You know what? I'm going the reverse, man. I think the Giants are going to come in there. They're going to knock up on this Philadelphia team who's obviously reeling from uh, you know, relatively poor season to what they probably expected, all the fans included. You know what? I, I think they go there and they put Philadelphia Eagles in the fourth the fourth spot in this division. So how does that seem from you know defending Super Bowl champs? All right. All right, for my game, what do I want to pick here, Mikey? Let's see. Here's a good one. Cleveland at Cincinnati. Cleveland at Cincinnati, huh? What do you got, Mike? Man. That's a good one. Um, I think I'm going to go with Cincinnati. I'll take the home team again. I like Cleveland this year. They've been surprising. They should have a lot more wins. They should probably have as many wins as Cincinnati does. But... I think this is a game that Cincinnati needs to have if they're going to try to make a playoff push in the AFC. So give me Cincinnati at home in another ugly game. You know, this is this a lot of ugly football games we might be shaping up for this year or this week, this week, you know, especially coming off the high that was Chiefs Rams. Uh, this might be a letdown. 
for a few games. Could possibly be. Could possibly be. I'm going with Cleveland, man. I, I'm all in on the Baker Mayfield train here. Um, I'm hoping if uh, Cousins starts to continue to falter here, I got him in one of my fantasy leagues. He can pick up the the reins and and take me to the promised land once in my lifetime here. But I think they got so much going for them right now. Their defense is opportunistic. I think they're they're tied for second in uh, turnover ratio, and they're just starting to put it together the last few weeks. So give me Cleveland all day on this. I I think they just go into Cincinnati and they rock them. Wow. All right, Mike. Anything else to wrap this up? We got three games on Thursday. Bears at Lions, Redskins at Cowboys, Falcons at Saints. Anything to touch on here before we wrap it up for today? I don't think so. Um, it's a big week. You know, there there's some games uh, that will undoubtedly probably end some seasons, I would say. Uh, some of these teams, you know, that are at that six seven loss mark if they end up losing and getting to uh you know that seven or or certainly eighth loss obviously that that's going to kind of put a damper on the season so i think this is the first week where you're really going to start to see some teams that are essentially eliminated from that middle ground area um so kind of a a a mover week if you will sure I, i think i think it's so possible for the rams to clinch this week i think if they win they clinch. Um, yeah, no, they're they're off this week. So if they, I think if uh, Seattle loses this week, they clinch. Okay, something like that. It, which is absolutely insane for this early in season having a division clinched up and locked. But yeah, it makes sense because I think they've already beat them twice, and that would be yeah. Seattle's sixth loss. So yeah, yeah. So that yeah. Um, so Seattle loses. Uh, they have no shot at the division. Los Angeles Rams, Rams clinch. Now Kansas City is not going to have that that chance for a while because they're only one loss ahead of the Chargers. Um, so yeah, um, it's it's going to be an interesting playoff picture here. It's going to be very interesting to see this kind of clear up in the next couple of weeks and see where everyone stands after all this dust settles. Um, but if you got nothing else, Mike, that's going to wrap it up for us. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving to everybody and. Uh... Enjoy the football. Let's uh, let's skull on Sunday night and, and beat Green Bay one more time. Heck yeah. Skoldgers.com. Um, I'm at the Mach 7. Muskie underscore Mike. Part of the Climbing the Pocket network. Go check out their stuff. We're on there. Um, a lot of good stuff going over there. Like you said, have a happy Thanksgiving. Um, root for those Detroit, Detroit Lions as hard as you can. We need that win if you're a Vikings fan here. Um Let's just let's just go get this thing, Mike. Let's go. Let's go.